Hi, I'm Adil Bandukwala. And I'm Kaushik Satish. And this is the Great Indian Marketing Show, where we go behind the scenes with top marketing leaders. We uncover not just what marketers do, but how. We have with us today, Anshuman Kumar, Director, Global Brand and Corporate Communications at Intuit. With over two decades in the field of marketing and communications, Anshuman's unique approach to brand experience and ambassadorship makes him a near disruptor in this space. Anshuman helped Intuit rank as the number one best company to work for by the Great Place to Work Institute in India. And it's also been featured as a case study in organizational transformation by Hold Your Horses, the Harvard Business Review. Anshuman, welcome to the Great Indian Marketing Show. Delighted to have you with us today. Hey, thank you so much, Adil, for this opportunity. I am really looking forward to our conversation. And also, uh, I was just going through some of the great podcasts that uh, you've already put into your portfolio, uh, so to say. And I'm looking forward to experiencing them as well. And I hope this is a conversation that all of our listeners enjoy. Thanks a lot, Anshuman. So with that, let's get started. Anshuman, you started your career over two decades back with Bennett Coleman & Co. running their events and partnership program. This was around 2000. Fast forward today, what have been your learnings from back in the day that you value and hold in very high regard even today? I know the world's completely changed topsy-turvy. I imagine events used to be a very in-person thing back in the day. And you particularly were early in that segment, right? 2000 events were still mushrooming in India. And then they kind of got mainstream, let's say a decade later in 2010. But now given the pandemic and given our entire sector, particularly the internet sector, given everything's gone remote, I'm sure you have certain learnings that you hold in high value even today and some that have radically changed. So would love to get your insights yeah, I think these are great uh, memories. I'm actually going into a flashback mode now. I feel very lucky to have worked for such amazing organizations and also with some really great leaders and talent. And my uh, career journey started with the Times of India group in Bangalore. And it was a very interesting one. I started with the Times of India group when they were actually ranked number two in the whole of Karnataka. And that's something which probably is a bit unreal for a lot of our listeners, especially in India, looking at how uh, Times of India over years has transformed. And so my first challenge when I joined uh, the company was to really make Times of India the number one publication in Bangalore and then in Karnataka. So I think it all started from that particular moment, embracing a challenger mindset. I think that's something that I have really, really kind of uh, ingrained. And uh, over time, I have experienced it in different contexts, in different industries, some technology focused and some really, really large companies, you know, at scale. So I would say uh, that early experience of working very closely, creating those experiences that define a brand experience. Uh, I think that's very, very powerful. And uh, maybe I'll talk about uh, one or two. But uh, the challenge that's always there is how do you make your customers stay close to who you are as a company, what you really believe in, and what you actually stand for? And I think that's something that a lot of companies are trying to do and are doing it very well. But what I think differentiates is being able to do it at scale and with the consistency. 
Right. I think so. That's something that always, when you look at opportunities, and especially when I started my career with Times, we were actually going all out, creating these experiences almost on a daily basis. And it's very, very difficult to scale and to have that consistent experience all the time. So I think my biggest learning when I look back, working with the Bennett Coleman group at that time, was to be able to create these distinctive experiences, which bring your customers closer to the brand, and then being able to do it repeatedly, right? And scaling it as the brand experience scales, as the customer target group keeps expanding. So I would say those were, uh, you know, some really, really amazing days. And uh, I really enjoyed my stint with all the companies and Times was definitely special. You know, it just takes me back because I'm not sure if I met you back in the day, but in 2002, December and 2003, January, for two months, I interned at the Times of India office on MG Road. I was doing my winter internship as part of my undergrad program. And I was placed under a guy called Kabir, who used to run Times Property back in the day, which was a supplement. And Kabir back in the day wanted to go digital, which is 2002, 2003. This is like very early, right? This is like Adobe had something called Macromedia Flash. I mean, they hadn't bought it yet, but Macromedia was an independent company and Flash was like a technology that used to be made for animations and websites were running on top of it. And I was helping like build animation for Times Property and a presentation for the Times Group. So I have amazing memories and he was such a terrific mentor because he gave me the opportunity of introducing me to guys like Ravi Purvankara, who was the chairman of Purvankara Group back in the day and a huge customer of Times Internet. And I also had the opportunity of attending a real estate closed door event that perhaps your team must have organized back in the day at uh, this marquee five-star hotel. And I was just blown away. So I don't remember if our paths crossed, but this is just fascinating because, you know, I remember that the Times was innovating then and it continues to push the envelope even now. You know, you are so right. At that time, uh, there were so many new uh, experiments that were being run almost on a daily basis. Even, uh, you know, recruiting was very different in the past, right? Uh, today, we have such an amazing range of choice that our uh, talent has. And also for companies to go and share the, the word, you know, in the digital space. But at that time, it was largely print advertising or other forms of advertising, which were probably more traditional, right? When I can uh, look at it uh, in film advertising, etc. And so, you know, how do you then create this differentiation where you have to actually depend on how a person or your customer or your reader interprets the information that you have shared in an environment that they are, right? So I remember a lot of our Times property and the Times Ascent newspaper, the number of pages for that was probably exceeding the number of pages of the newspaper itself. Because every company, especially, you know, it was probably the start of the IT boom at that time in uh, India. And every company was actually going after the tech talent and uh, everyone was taking like one full page of ad. And I think those were the experiments that led to some of the features or some of these supplements that you see even today. I would say despite all the growth that we have seen in various kinds of channels and opening up of new channels for advertising, some of these have actually stayed relevant and are also kind of continuously evolving to stay relevant. 
But I think that was an amazing time when uh, we were able to run experiments in the hands of customers and actually learn and accordingly kind of take the next course of action. And so I really enjoy my stint at the Times of India group, uh, you know, at that time, because we were empowered to run these experiments and we were empowered to stay as close as possible to our customers so that we can learn and rapidly experiment. And so I think that was uh, an amazing phase. And I feel like for all the marketers who are listening, don't hold back. You should always try to stay close to the customers, learn from their pain points, and then actually come up with ideas that you feel can solve those pain points. And we'll talk more about that maybe in the input context also in the podcast today. Yeah, uh, thanks for sharing that, Anshuman. And you know what? I saw some really, really tight alignment between business and marketing back in the day. And that was one of my earliest learnings that I got from the Times that a lot of places that I've seen, Anshuman, I feel like sales is singing their own tune and marketing sings a completely different tune or vice versa. And the alignment really doesn't happen because each one of them have very distinct priorities and goals. But at the Times, there was phenomenal collaboration because like you said, the Times of was a massive supplement. People are getting half-page ads, one-page ads. And, you know, the ads would come in like at 5 p.m. and they were supposed to go live tomorrow morning. And the printing had to happen. So there was such amazing coordination. And the adrenaline rush that you would get by working in that environment was amazing. But I think that's a great story that we shared from your back-in-the-day Bennett and Coleman group, which is Times of India. Let's kind of move to Intuit. When I was like looking at Intuit and I was reading up and also because I last interacted with a few people from your team, I noticed that innovating to power financial confidence for millions is what is Intuit's mantra. I'd love to understand like how does the org collaborate cross-functionally to deliver on this brand promise? I kind of gave a backstory and we heard from you also how you all used to collaborate back in the day at times. But now like what's the flavor at Intuit? Would love to understand. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, just for context, you know, Intuit is a global technology platform that helps our customers and communities overcome their most important financial challenges. And, you know, we are all kind of driven by our mission of powering prosperity around the world. And I think everything starts from there. You know, that mission of powering prosperity really resonates with each one of us, you know, either in the functional groups or uh, in the technology or product development space. Uh, That's one uh, rallying cry that uh, I could say, you know, resonates across the company. But how do you deliver it, right? And then how do you deliver it at scale is uh, a big challenge. And that is why the emphasis that we have is around the global technology platform. So, you know, gone are the days when you can do everything yourself, right? Today, you have to be able to open to partnership. You have to actually create opportunities for people to come and partner with you, right? I think the power of many is something that really helps us scale. And also, when you look at innovation, right? It's, I think, easier when you are looking at a small segment and trying to do something relevant for them because you understand that segment very well and you are trying to build something that really talks to that segment. But then how do you multiply that particular experience and that particular product experience at scale? 
you know how do you do it across the world across different segments right because as a company you want to continue to scale you want to continue to grow and so i think that is when it's very important that you start looking at partnerships as a way to be able to stay relevant stay close to the insights that started the product that you built right the customer pain points and your partners and even sometimes customers give you great insights and also a competitive differentiation that can help you innovate at scale and so when we look at our internal organization we actually try to replicate that model internally as well right and the reason for that is we want to be a technology platform internally also right i mean we have great talent very diverse global and they are actually joining us because they want to do the best work of their life and that is the promise that we actually make to them that into it will give you an opportunity to do the best work of your life and you know it's very difficult for someone to be able to do their best work if they are actually stuck because someone else has not actually done their part so that they can further build and so you know the whole organization is like a network so in a network you have to make sure that each and every person or each and every component is working at the same speed and has the same kind of empowerment to be able to move forward and that is how actually we look at our internal organization we want to create a technology platform that gives people you know the speed and they have a knowledge of the customer the same way anyone has within the organization so that they are able to innovate based on the customer insights that uh, actually kind of get generated across levels right and so the power of that customer insight really kind of propels innovation and it is something that actually helps you do something meaningful you know you can have a great idea but if that idea does not really connect with a customer pain point it's not going to be something that your customers are going to love right and that is why i think the entire focus for us internally is to stay very very closely aligned to our customer pain point and we call it customer obsession and that customer obsession multiplied by a, a network which is you know powered by a technology platform internally where everyone has the same level of empowerment so they can move with speed and agility and be able to continuously enrich each other's work and experiences and that kind of gives us the ability to be able to not just have our engineers our teams work together in the collaborative kind of approach but also deliver more benefits to our customers at a, a faster pace and so i think replicating the external model of partnership driven innovation and then kind of internalizing it and having our teams go through the same experience i think that has really helped us stay relevant and also we have you know transformed as a company over time and this whole uh, focus on self disruption reimagination that is so so close to us is actually because of this ability of ourselves to create a very very innovative and collaborative environment within the company you spoke about a few things that you know are interconnected and made a lot of sense you spoke about the idea you spoke about a particular pain point you matched it with a customer 
and then you obsess over it to solve for it and ensure that you harness it in the form of a network or a platform and empower people to go ahead and make that happen. I think that is fascinating learning. But on that is my next question to you, Anshuman, because if I were to share these words with somebody and ask them to describe, what do you think of this idea, customer pain point, customer obsession, network, platform, empowerment. Instantly, people say a startup or a company. And you've been the executive sponsor for Intuit's Startup Connect program, which is the Intuit Circles, whose objective is to engage with the startup ecosystem, sharing Intuit's design thinking approach and innovation methodologies like customer-driven innovation that you all call CDI, and design for delight, which is often referred to as D4D. We'd love to get some understanding on this particular program and how are you enabling this not only for your teams internally, but for your customers and even potentially for startups that interact with you. Yeah, absolutely. It's been an amazing journey working with the startup community, especially here in India. And now we are scaling it globally as well. As I said, everything you know that we do has to be deep rooted in a customer insight. And you know, to be able to stay relevant, we always find opportunities to go talk to our customers and we call it follow me home. And it's very interesting. What we do is not just take the phone and call people. And this is, you know, pre-COVID days. So it was more convenient to visit folks, you know, at their own offices. And the reason we actually do that, and we are now kind of integrating it in a digital way as well. Uh, the reason we want to go and talk to our customers in their own environment is because it gives you a very real picture of what is the context in which your product is being consumed by the customer, right? From a bandwidth perspective, from a, a physical environment perspective, from the infrastructure perspective. And actually, you know, it helps you understand the customer's uh, pain point in their own world. And so we actually undertake these follow me homes to go and meet customers and then understand how they are actually leveraging our products, uh, what inputs they have for us, etc. And in one of those conversations uh, in India, when I was going with the product team, the customers were trying to tell us something more than what we were actually presenting to them in the form of product. And, you know, it was more personal. You know, it was like we started talking to these startup founders who said, hey, we love your product. You know, we are using it. We understand your product. But we also want to partner with Intuit, not just use the product, but also become closer to this company that's like a startup in itself and has grown to such an extent. And so how can you help us? Because we have a great idea. We have actually proved the unit of one. We have a paying customer base. Now what we want to do is scale. How can Intuit, a company uh, that is actually scaled and has millions of customers, how can a company like Intuit come and help us, right? So it was like, so we have figured out a product that is relevant to our customers, but how do we now kind of create this competitive differentiation for these startups that are actually using our products and our partners to us? And we wanted to invest uh, deeply 
in creating a program which we did, you know, with Intuit Circles to bring these startup founders, you know, the top tech talent from these startups closer to Intuit and help understand our journey. And, you know, we are also learning from them. And so this program actually was conceptualized. And what we do in this program is actually help these startups and especially the startup founders, one kind of understand how we innovate at Intuit. And you talked about the customer-driven innovation and design for delight principles. Everything that we do at Intuit is actually anchored around these two principles of customer-driven innovation and design for delight. Let me expand the customer-driven innovation concept a little more. And I talked about it earlier also. You have to start the journey of product development with a customer pain point. That is how we actually look at innovation, right? So if you can think of an approach which has three distinct kind of components, the first one is having an insight which is deep-rooted in a customer problem. And then taking that insight and looking inward and looking at our partner and saying, hey, is this something that we can really help with, right? Can we, based on this insight, create a service, an offering, or a product that actually solves that particular pain points? And are we the most relevant folks to be able to do that because of whatever we have in terms of talent, in terms of technology, in terms of insights, or an existing platform? And then can we do it in a way that it creates a durable competitive advantage? Right. So start with the customer pain point and see if really we are the ones that can actually solve it well. And we do it in a way that nobody else can do it better than us. Right. And that is the whole genesis of customer driven innovation. Right. And that particular insight becomes actually the product or the offering that we create. And so, you know, this is great, but then how do you do it at scale? And that is where we are trying to help these startups, which is the design for delight principles. And so, you know, you have a great idea, but it's very, very important that you are not obsessed about your idea. You should be obsessed about the pain point and not your own idea. And to be able to objectively do that, we have created this design for delight kind of an approach where you do rapid experiments. So you have an insight based on that, you come up with a set of ideas and then you experiment in the hands of the customers. And it is a very kind of a minimum viable product idea that we start with. We don't want to go all the way and then come to the customer. So create an MVP and then get it in the hand of the customers and rapidly kind of experiment. And so you will start seeing certain themes and trends. You'll see which ideas actually resonate and which idea actually don't. And so you start kind of, you know, creating a hypothesis-driven approach based on these experiments and then finally reach a particular outcome of like, hey, you know, out of all the 100 experiments we have done, this one seems to be most promising in the hands of the customers, right? And so then you kind of take that and expand it further. And that actually creates the product, the offering or the service, which we know that our customers love. And then we have to now take it at scale. And so the prototyping will start. And so this is the whole journey of product development and anything that we do. It's not just about product development, even in marketing. When we look at our customers, 
we all understand you know the pain points and we constantly listen to our customers we take those insights and then we kind of create an offering and then we take it to our customers whether it is a brand proposition advertising or whatever we do so the process of customer driven innovation and design for delight remains the same whether it is product development marketing hr for any particular group and based on this we actually come back to our customers with these offerings so i would say through the intuit circles program what we have been able to do is take these uh, learnings take these concepts of design thinking principles to the startups and help them understand how do they innovate at scale right so this whole innovation at scale journey that we have gone through we are actually taking it to them the second thing that we are trying to do is also helping them innovate at scale and that's what i talked about the global technology platform where everyone can come you know use our apis and work on our product platforms right and be able to create a feature which then kind of rests in our app store and so we actually give them a platform where they can come they can bring their own insight they can do something very specific to a particular target customer segment that they have chosen to play with and then they can leverage the intuit platform to build that particular offering which becomes global from day one because everything that we do across all of our products are all kind of built on this particular global technology platform that is accessible to all the customers all the developer community all the top tech talent you know they can come and work on these platforms and build an offering and we will help them scale by putting them into our app store so that is what we are trying to do and this year we want to further kind of uh, stay relevant you know especially looking at how things are evolving with this new normal that we are in and continue to stay relevant to the startups you know as of date we have like 2000 plus startups that are part of this program here in india and as i said we are also trying to take this learning in new geographies that is so cool to hear but you spoke about customer driven innovation and parallelly we spoke about design for delight now for customers to innovate uh, and for you to innovate for the customers the first thing and the most important thing is your employees have to be happy and your employees need to also be delighted that they're actually working for you because that is when you have their complete attention you're able to empower them as you earlier said and you're able to get the maximum out of them and that's when you kind of innovate and you push the pedal and on that i think that is something that intuit has also been able to do amazingly well and you've kind of led the charge in a way to make that happen and you did that by collaborating with gptw which is great places to work organization in which intuit has been featured as a case study in organizational transformation by harvard business review what's the framework that you based this on how do you go about making this happen because i'm sure there are lots of lessons here that not only marketing leaders but also org builders would love to kind of understand and weave into their org journeys as well yeah this is a special one for me and i think it started uh, when i joined uh, intuit in india i would say you know the coming with that challenger mindset the first challenge when i came and joined into it was like hey you know this is such an amazing company when i started talking to our leaders our teams and like if you look at it one of the glassdoor reviews when i joined i was uh, reading through and one of our product leaders had actually shared that review was that into it is silicon valley's best kept secret 
And I was like, wow, that is very powerful. But, you know, from a marketer perspective, that is something that we need to change, right? We need to get the word out. And we need to make sure that top tech talent, top talent know about Intuit and want to work for us. And at the same time, our employees have opportunities to share their work and pride and also be recognized, not just within the company, but also when they talk to their peers, their family, folks should know about us, right? And that was the big challenge. And Intuit in India isn't a household brand. A lot of our products are consumed by customers globally. And today we have not reached that scale in India. And we are working towards getting our products in the hand of customers here also. We have already initiated that journey. And when I joined Intuit almost like eight years back, it was actually, you know, the problem that I encountered was even more profound. And this was more an internal challenge, right? For our employees used to say that, hey, we love working for Intuit. And, you know, we want to make sure that our peers, our families know about the brand, you know, and get the same experience. And so I said, hey, this is very powerful. And how can we leverage this power of many to make it happen? And so the whole journey of brand transformation that uh, we underwent in India was largely led by this theme of power of many. And the power of many came from our own employees, right? And so we started participating, uh, you know, in Great Place to Work. And the reason for that was we wanted to be able to do something at scale. Uh, we wanted to ensure that we partner or we actually rank ourselves amongst the best of the best companies so that everyone is able to understand and also acknowledge this company that even though is small, but is making such a big difference. And so Great Place to Work actually gave us that platform where we could actually be recognized at a country level in India. And so that is the reason we chose that platform. And of course, you know, it was something that we felt, you know, they had those principles that aligned with us as well. So we started ranking in the top 100 companies, uh, you know, slowly getting closer to the top 50s. We even reached close to top 10. You know, we were actually not able to really rank even higher from there. We are doing everything and we are trying, uh, you know, to share our story, the narratives, etc. But one of our employees, when we were celebrating, I think, our number 10 rank in one of the years, they came to us and they said, hey, you know, we want Intuit to be in the top. And, you know, we know that we can make it. What can we do to help? And I was like, wow, that is very powerful, right? And so that is when we started looking at this whole thing very differently. And so, you know, the story that unfolded was, you know, we said, hey, we heard that some of you want to participate. And so we would love to create like a small team for employees who could come and partner with us in this journey. And so we opened it up and we felt maybe, you know, we sent out an email, we'll get like maybe uh, 10 folks come and participate. And at that time, I think our employee strength was close to 500 people. A hundred folks actually with just one email signed up. And that was unreal, right? I mean, that was unimaginable for something like that to happen. And so we realized that there is something very powerful that is there. And we need to make sure that we unleash that power and we create a structure around that. And so we invested in creating a great place to work ambassadors community. 
and at Intuit, we have these various employee networks, you know, ERGs, communities that really kind of uh, come together to do something that they really believe in. And so we said, let's take the same framework. And that is how we actually try to embrace and also foster a culture of diversity and inclusion where people come together, you know, and they are having an opportunity to do something that they really believe in. And so we kind of leverage that uh, uh, same particular structure for this group. And we had to be true to create this autonomy. It's not uh, that we wanted to just get these folks to come and uh, give us inputs and we do something on their front. And we created uh, this uh, particular structure to enable and empower this team to be able to continuously bring insights that helps us in a continuous improvement journey. And so that is what happened. And this particular team actually self-elected some volunteers as leaders. And then they started doing amazing listening tours. Right, They went across the company and since it was our own employees, our own engineers going and talking to engineers, the insights were very, very powerful. And those insights started becoming inputs to our employee surveys, to all the policies, people practices, you know, how do we actually collaborate uh, even at a faster rate. Everything that we actually did, you know, was based on those insights. And that team became so relevant to us from a governance perspective, right? And this was all employees coming together and doing something that they believed in. And in no time, in just one year, creating this particular community in 2017, we were ranked number one best company to work for in India. And that was just amazing. I mean, I can tell you that was one of the best moments in my career, being able to do something which is so real which has scaled and which is actually something that everyone believed in. So this particular rank that we received, you know, in 2017 was a rank that was not just celebrated by the company, but each and every member of the organization was celebrating it as their own win. And I think that is the best moment when you think of yourself as a marketer, when your customers become your brand ambassadors, where your employees become your ambassadors. And, you know, you are not just celebrating your outcomes, your customers, your employees are celebrating your outcomes. And even more, the families are celebrating these outcomes. So I think that is the story around the great place to work journey in India. And, you know, we have continued to keep the same experience. We still have this ambassadors program that has stayed relevant uh, through the years. And in fact, they helped us a lot uh, during the time of the pandemic when we actually wanted to stay close to our employees and continue to create experiences, you know, that they were used to when they were in the physical work environment. That Anshuman was an absolute masterclass in how does one design a program to design for delight. So for all of you listening in, if you were wondering what is D4D at Intuit all about, Anshuman just gave you a masterclass right there on how you can use the voice of your teams and employees and translate them into a bunch of different actions. And you can use those insights and those voices to design a bunch of different programs. So thank you for that, Anshuman. Anshuman, coming to brand, right? Um, a lot of people like me, I'm sure are curious to know, what does a typical day at work look like in the global brand team at Intuit? 
Yeah, I would say it's similar to what our product teams actually kind of delve into. And it starts with staying close to our customer pain point. You can be in any team, uh, whether it is internal focused or external focused. You have to make sure that uh, you are deep rooted in the insights that are coming to you in the hands of customer, right? You know, how the product uh, is being experienced. If you are creating a marketing program, did it resonate? If it did not, why did it not resonate? And also kind of learning from our peers, right? So, you know, staying relevant, understanding how the shifts in the marketing world are happening, shifts in consumer behavior are happening and staying close to that. So I think a lot of time goes into staying very, very laser focused on customer insights and also how the landscape from a consumer behavior perspective is evolving. So I would say that is one The second thing that we really kind of go after is bringing these insights to everyone in the team. Then actually, we feel like, hey, this is a very, very relevant insight. And now we need to do something. And then we kind of initiate the D4D process, which is about bringing the team together and brainstorming. Right. And then making sure that there are certain guiding principles on which you will actually make decisions. So I think, you know, getting the insights, brainstorming, having guiding principles based on which you will decide how you'll act, and then finally kind of getting it in the hands of the customers and then experimenting. I think that is the the process that each one of us follows. And the most important part is, you know, we celebrate our wins and we also celebrate our failures. We want to make sure that there is an environment where people are not reluctant to bring a new idea to the table. They are experimenting. So we want to fail, but we want to fail fast, right? So that We can take the learning out of that and then we share that experience and we actually celebrate that particular insight. And that is what we really believe in. So if you are part of this team, that is the journey that uh, would look like, you know, in any given day. Fantastic. Anshuman, we started off by talking about how you started your career two decades back. We then came to empowering financial confidence for millions, which is Intuit's mantra. We spoke about customer-driven innovation, designed for delight, and then how you put that into practice to score a huge win uh, with GPTW and HBR. And then you spoke about something that's very today in terms of what does a typical day look like for the global brand team at Intuit. And if we again talk about today, the coronavirus pandemic has confronted marketers with abrupt changes last year, and this has appended campaigns and plunging buyers into a very uncertain future. While some customers have struggled to survive, a lot have actually thrived. I'd love to understand what has your strategy been all this while? How does one decide whether to keep the lights on on a particular campaign or turn the switch off? What's the trigger point when making an executive decision? Yeah, I know it's been a tough time for all of us, you know, both personally and professionally. And I hope we see all this through without any further pain. But I believe also that adversity always makes us stronger. It actually teaches us a lot. And so I feel like during this particular phase of staying relevant, staying close to each other, staying close to the customer, despite this remote environment that we are all living in, I feel like still the pace of innovation has actually accelerated. And it has accelerated because a lot of the folks who are not are actually forced to collaborate. 
right? And without collaboration, without, you know, leveraging technology, it's very, very difficult for you to do anything, especially during this time. And so I feel the pace of innovation has accelerated because uh, we have seen this uh, intent from everyone to collaborate, come together, and at the same time, uh, be able to stay relevant. So there is a lot of resilience that I have seen, you know, in teams, in companies, in any particular context that you can bring. We have all gone through some uh, very challenging times. So that resilience multiplied with our intent to work together and to get through this together has helped us also accelerate the pace of innovation. So, you know, I would say when you think of it from a marketing perspective or from a product development perspective, what you have to stay close to are certain principles. And those principles have not changed. I still feel staying relevant from a customer pain point perspective, being able to understand that pain point. Of course, it was probably easier in the environment that we were in without all these challenges. Still, I would say there is technology that is helping us kind of overcome those barriers and reach our customers faster. You can actually get into a video call with anyone you know, around the world at any time you feel like. And, you know, the ability and also the responsiveness that you see from people to be able to connect and exchange notes has actually gone up. So I think, you know, we have to take advantage of this new way of working where things can happen by just a phone call or just a video call at any time. And I think we have to continue to embrace different ways of staying together and, you know, staying closer to our customers, getting that benefit, getting that customer pain point and converting it into a customer benefit. So I would say the guiding principles based on which I would make a decision is, is this particular strategy or program going to help our customers do something better than what they are doing today, right? So I would say any decision that you uh, take uh, should be a decision that should help improve the customer's experience or improve the customer benefit that you have created. And if it is not, then you have to really, really try to understand what is the missing link. Or has the environment evolved in a way that what was relevant earlier is no more relevant? So I think, you know, creating certain principles, and I think for us, the durable principle is, is this providing value to our customer? And then do we know that it is providing value to our customers? So I think, you know, that whole approach of customer obsession, even in this environment, is helping us make those important decisions to stay close to the customer pain point and deliver something of value. Because we have realized that resources are scarce. And in this environment, it is even more difficult to do something where you're not thinking of resources as an unlimited uh, kind of a means. So I would say stay relevant to the customer pain point, make decisions that actually help improve their lives. And I'm sure you know that will take care of whatever challenge, whatever opportunity that you want to go after. Understood. And a follow-up on that, Anshuman, what emerging trends are you foreseeing in the world of global branding? What advice would you share with budding marketers who'd like to make it big in this world of branding, given the kind of uncertainty we're seeing today, right? Nobody saw the COVID-19 pandemic happening and nobody imagined to stretch for so long that it has. And now the world is grappling with what if we have further 
similar instances, uh, we've got to kind of model that and ensure that predictability for outcomes and business planning. So what emerging trends are you seeing in global branding and what advice would you like to share with budding marketers? I would say for me, branding is all about creating a shared understanding and experience of who we are, what we stand for and what we deliver. Right. And so how do you, you know, bring this out in various kinds of forms, whether it is advertising or digital medium, it is all about being able to deliver that promise that is real, that is believable. And one of my early learning when I was learning advertising was advertising cannot sell a bad product twice. Right. And so you have to make sure that what you are trying to deliver is really meaningful and it is real. It is truthful. Right. So whatever trends that uh, you can think of, which is around digitization, which is around creating offerings in the remote environment, leveraging technology, understanding customer pain points and then creating a platform to do that at scale. Everything that we do has to be deep-rooted into that pain point and being very truthful in our approach because customers, whether it is internal or external, can see through that, right? You cannot fool someone and don't get into that particular uh, journey of going and asking something and doing something else and saying, hey, we are just trying. I feel like everyone's resource time, especially, you know, in this particular pandemic is very, 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 very scarce. And you need to make sure that whatever you bring to the table, right, is meaningful. So I would say as we leverage technology, as we continue to learn on the collaborative approaches that we have embraced during this time, and as we think of innovating at scale, always try to do something that will create value to our customers and do it with a very, very truthful intent, right? You can go wrong, right? But the intent has to be very, very truthful. You know, bring transparency in the process, make sure that you are able to go to your customers and they actually greet you when they see you and not like telling you, hey, you have done something with our money, which is going to give us nothing. I would say whatever emerging trends we can think of, let's embrace. You know, we have got a lot of opportunities. We are learning, especially during these times. But what is most important is staying truthful to that particular promise that your brand actually has and being able to deliver something of value. I always believe in promising less and delivering more. Embrace that particular value as a marketer. And I feel sky is the limit from there. Under promise and over deliver. So that's the learning that I took away from that. That's a wrap on our podcast as well. Thank you, Anshuman, for joining in. This has been super insightful. Thank you so much, Adil. And I look forward to listening to the conversation in one of my early morning walks. And I hope this helps our audience in further refining the approach that uh, they are taking and uh, wish them all the best. I'm sure it will. Thank you, Anshuman. Hey, that was our conversation with Anshuman Kumar, Director of Global Brand and Corporate Communications at Intuit. Thank you for joining us. And if you've liked what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe to us. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major podcast networks. Until our next episode, this is me, Adil Bandukwala. And Kaushik Satish, signing off for the Great Indian Marketing Show.